want to welcome you to another episode of Money Matters Top Tips for Success, where each and every day I bring on new business owners, entrepreneurs, and executives and have them share their top tips for success with you. My name is Adam Torres. You can follow me on Instagram at AskAdamTorres to keep up with my book releases, book tour schedule, signings, all that other good stuff. Always love to connect with you there. And as always, if you'd like to apply to become a co-author of one of my upcoming books, just head on over to the website, MoneyMattersTopTips.com, and click on Become an Author to Apply. All right, so today is a very special Reunion 2020 episode. That's where I bring on a guest that I had on in the past, and I just couldn't get enough of them, so I brought him right back. Um, today's guest is Christopher Mooney, uh, who's managing partner over at Cider Moon Investment Group. Chris, welcome back to the show. Thanks, Adam. Pleasure to be back. Thanks for having me. All right, so I'm excited about today's book. We're going to be talking about bridge debt, institutional money. Um, we're going to get all into uh, what it takes to move uh, real estate. But before we do that, let's get into a little bit more into what you're doing over at Cider Moon Investment Group. So first, tell us a little bit more about the company, please. Absolutely. Uh, so we're owner-operators of multifamily, uh, everything in the southeast. We just closed out 2019. We did about $80 million. In uh, acquisitions in that year, we were totally net buyers. We did not sell anything, but I feel like in 2020, we're going to be net sellers uh, just because things are coming full circle with our value-add plans and bridge debt terms are coming up, So, and it's still a great market to, to sell, and there's a lot of buyers out there. And trust me, uh, it's so competitive. But being net buyers this past year, we, we learned uh, how hard it is and how competitive it is out there, but it's good to be a seller, and uh, you know, we're still going to look at some things to buy, too. That's awesome. And uh, for people listening, um, what's the right type of um, investors that you take on? You know, we started out you know, years ago just doing friends and family and trying to you know, make people that are close to you uh, uh, a few extra bucks. And at that time, that's really the only people that will trust you, <laughs> even if they mm-hmm. don't fully, but uh, you can still get get a few dollars out of those people. Since we've grown, uh, you know, we had to prove ourselves and show a lot of track record and coming full circle and high IRRs and uh, low low kind of hold periods in order to get some more institutional and, and fund type investors. And, you know, whether it be press groups that want a current pay, which is a little tough to do when you're doing value add and you need all that working capital to be, uh, you know, laying out money, uh, even if you get reimbursed by a lender, um, you need you need people that aren't tied to kind of one bucket or one vision that they can only see from you know in the inside of an office. But I, I like people that want to come out and see the property, see see the the value that's there, and, and look at the comps and see what, why why there's a delta and why there's some arbitrage to be had, as opposed to just running numbers and sitting in an office. Uh, especially because everything I have is in the southeast, and I'm usually talking to people in the Northeast or where I'm out of, but, you know, I, I like people that want to get their hands a little dirty and head down there and, you know, see these places for themselves and then they can kind of see my vision and then they're more, they feel a lot better, you know, putting some equity into a deal. That's awesome. Um, let's, uh, let's switch it up a bit. Let's get into uh, debt. Uh, so what, what's your overall view on the market now? Yeah, I mean, the, the bridge debt market has been, become so competitive and the rates are so low. It used to be this big, scary thing, uh, you know, almost mm-hmm. like loan shark status, uh, 10, 12% and um, totally over leveraged uh, and people would get so worried about it. But now everything's kind of, you know, depending on the deal size, you get LIBOR plus 250, which at this point is... Wow, really? 
That's pretty low. Yeah, at, 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 everything we had is in the you know mid to upper 200s in terms of the spread over LIBOR. Um, the, the problem that we're having is kind of the rates are so low, and you can get you know 80% LTV and 100% of your capex budget finance. So at the end of the day, even though closing costs and some other things are higher with bridge debt, it ends up being 76, 77% LTC. And when you're doing these larger deals, you know, we can only come up with so much equity ourselves, and then you're looking for an institutional partner. And it's almost impossible to bridge the gap with with that equity that you need when you have, like, that high leverage. So almost every group I talk to doesn't want to be behind X amount of debt, even, you know, whether it's a PREF group or, or just a common equity group that has, you know, a waterfall kind of GP, LP calculation at the end. Um, the, the leverage is seen as kind of like a bad thing still or, or risky or, you know, but the way I look at it is that we need that much less equity. You get that much higher return on your money. You know, it's a lot easier to double five or $6 million than it is eight or $9 million. And it's, it would be the same deal. It's just kind of these, these institutional groups, they just plug in numbers. And if it doesn't fit the, the kind of calculation, then, then they run for the hills or they want you to take much less debt. You know, and debt's at high, high 4% or 5% is a lot cheaper than, you know, the PREF rate that you have to pay them at 12%. Um, but they just don't like being behind that leverage, even though that that's when we have our, our most success. And, and there's a lot of, you know, things you can put in there that Still keep it conservative, even with high leverage, where you can you know, overraise the equity and have plenty of reserves and and, uh, and things that you know, you're never not going to pay the mortgage, uh, especially in kind of the Class C and B arena that we're in, where I feel like we're protected even if there's an economic downturn or anything like that. It's just you know, as we're growing and we need that that kind of institutional money to to get to the next level. You know, 70% LTV as opposed to 80% is like the preferred method, and it just it almost ruins deals or makes them not worth doing because the IRR drops so much because you need that much more equity, especially on a 40 or 50 million dollar deal. No, it makes total sense, and I know that that placement of being behind other um, debtors that's a big deal to um, to institutions. Um, and you know, like as you mentioned, they have their they have their um, their metrics. Um, that being said, um, what do you see kind of going into 2020? We're starting the year, brand new year. Um, what, what do you see as kind of uh, um, taking place in the market overall? Just, just a lot, a lot of buyers still out there. Everything's still going to be competitive. Um, you got to look for the off-market type of deals and use your network of brokers that you worked with in the past or management companies that we work with now that manage for other owners that you know, are looking to sell and they, they want a quick a quick transaction where they don't have to deal with a broker and management company has been a has been a way because they know that we'll keep them on as management if we if we take over as opposed to it's going to the open market and somebody else uh buying it who potentially would use somebody else. Um just really being resourceful and you know it's it's you gotta be gritty out there just to you know put put hard money down if you have to, if you really like like a deal, just to set yourself apart if there are some other bidders on the deal and you know, like I said, we're probably gonna be net sellers, so we have our the same trusted the same trusted people that we look to get deals that we're gonna trust with, you know, finding some qualified buyers and 
hopefully not even putting our our stuff on the market because I don't want to weed through some you know people that are going to offer a big number and then retrade or or not get their financing. I mean we we want to return the favor to the brokers and the people that are giving us these off market deals by giving them our deals back in return. Um, and it just kind of works in a, in a good kind of cycle like that where you're constantly helping each other and it, as long as you're, you're, you're trustworthy and then that they, they're willing to recommend you to other uh, sellers when you want to buy, then the, the, the same thing will be, will be given to you in return when we're looking to sell that they'll bring us qualified people that, you know, don't play games and everything will be a fair uh, kind of transaction. So that's, that's what we're looking to do this year. And uh, you mentioned your properties are primarily in the southeast. Any areas you're liking in 2020? Yeah, I mean, the same, it, it, it's getting like I, because it's getting so competitive. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we have we have a bunch of stuff in Atlanta from two and a half, three years ago, where it was a six and a half, seven cap, and now everything's in a below a five cap. So it's it's good to be selling there, but we're not necessarily looking to buy there unless we can get a real sweetheart off-market deal for for a for a good good price but you know we've been expanding uh into just more what people would consider tertiary markets or or not the sexiest of names just because i think that's where the opportunity is and and when things get expensive then people are going to move to the markets eventually and we kind of always want to stay ahead of ahead of that curve and not you know, we kind of want to set the market and not wait. We're not, we're very conservative, but we don't, we also not, and we're very patient, but we don't want to, you know, we're not, we're not afraid of going into a market and proving something can work there and then letting everybody else follow us as opposed to, you know, letting somebody else take that bit of risk and then, and then we follow them. Uh, so we, we, we bought a, $34 million deal right at the end of December of 2019 in Baton Rouge. Um, you know, which is outside of our normal kind of big sexy names, but you know, LSU won the national championship in football, and there's a lot of there's a lot of good there's a lot of good uh, metrics in that area, and 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 it might not be the sexiest thing, but you know, we we really like it, and and it's kind of a hybrid of student and and conventional tenants, uh, and we're kind of moving more towards the conventional side, uh, just because the, the rent ceiling and the comps. You know, people are paying a lot more for and getting a lot less in in worser areas right right around where we are. So we're kind of just mm-hmm. going to use that trend and and uh, you know we got some capex dollars to put it together and uh, do some renovations and and we really like it. So we're, we're not afraid to move into different markets in the southeast that are you know it's still a capital city. It's not the middle of nowhere by any means, yeah. but it's not it's not on the top of everyone's uh, list, but. You know, those other markets have become kind of safe, and, and the, the, arbit- the arbitrage between buying and selling at a, at a high cap rate and selling a low cap rate isn't really there. It's all kind of corrected, and this competition's crazy, and, and you know, so we're not afraid to move into a different different areas that still have a lot of potential. It's awesome. So, Chris, if somebody's listening to this and they want more information on Cider Moon Investment Group, um, what's the best way for them to get that? Yeah, they can go right to my website. It's CiderMoonInvestments.com. Uh, we constantly update it with, you know, what we've added recently to the portfolio, and uh, it kind of lays out the whole investment strategy and how to get in touch with us uh, to to see if we can make something happen in, in, in this year and beyond. Fantastic. 
Well, hey, Chris, um, again, great having you back on the show. Uh, I'm sure I'm calling you back in 2021 to see what the update is going on now. But um, for now, that's all our time for today. Um, And to the audience, as always, thank you for tuning in. Hope you got a lot of value out of this. If you did, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast, uh, leave me a review, uh, do all those great things we do to support our podcasters. And, Chris, thanks again for coming on the show. Yeah, thanks, Adam. Have a great one. 